This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now on the line with us, we have a Gordon G. Chang. He's the author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. And he's just a brilliant guy all the way around. You could follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. And I'm just looking at your Twitter now, Gordon Chang, and it says, China's regime wants to take away your right to vote. So show those CCP Can I say bastards? Well, I just said it. Uh, That we will defend our democracy. So we keep we keep hearing the Republican. I mean, we keep hearing the Democrats saying that the Republicans want to take people's rights away to vote. But you're telling us it's actually the Chinese Communist Party. Tell us all about it. Well, Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler who gained almost complete control over the party last month, um, believes in the notion of the mandate of heaven over Tianxia or all under heaven. And he's been pushing the notion that China is the only legitimate state in the world, which makes the U.S., by the way, a colony. But it's more than just planet Earth that he wants, because since 2018, his officials have been talking about the moon and Mars as sovereign Chinese territory. So he's the most ambitious aggressor in history. And we know what he's done to the Uyghurs, the Tibetans, the Christians and Chinese people in general. That's really what he has in store for us, Lydia. Wow, that is frightening. That's Gordon, it's Richard Weinberg. I read in today's Wall Street Journal that they're now talking about having a summit between uh, Xi and uh, and Biden. And what do you think about the the prospects of the United States in that kind of summit when Biden is not up to the game? I don't think, you know, certainly Biden is not up to the game. Um, but whether he was at full 100% mental capacity or at 50, where he appears to be, I don't think we should be talking to China at this particular moment. Um, This is uh, referring to the sidelines of the G20, which will be held in Bali and Indonesia uh, this month. The problem here is that we have been talking to China for a half century. They know exactly what we expect, what the world expects. We know that they have used dialogue to stall Um, And China right now is engaged in some very dangerous activity. And the most important thing for us is not to have this dialogue, which is really what we've been doing for a very long time, but to start imposing some costs on China for, uh, among other things, spreading COVID-19, backing the fentanyl gangs, stealing intellectual property to the tune of, what, half a trillion dollars a year. Um, You know, what more can we say to China? Gordon, Ed Cox here. Well, who do you talk to? There's only one person you can talk to. Everyone else, as the Congress uh, proved at the end, they're all yes people, right? That's right. Um, In the past, the Politburo Standing Committee of the party, which is the highest decision-making body in China, was actually balanced among the various factions at the party. Now um, we have seen what's now called a war cabinet by many. In other words, the Politburo Standing Committee is now Xi Jinping plus six loyalists. So there are no dissenting voices. And indeed, um, people from other factions, including the current premier of the country, the guy who's running the central government, um, he's not even included on the central committee anymore. So he cannot be uh, premier. So we have seen Xi Jinping take over everything uh, and um, – you know, he does does control China. So but the he, problem is, go, go ahead. The, the problem is that he's in no mood to talk in good faith. So, yeah, we can have dialogue with him, but it's not going to further our interests or the interests of the international community. Well, even when Mao was running the country, sort of like Xi was way back when he had Zhou Enlai, who was a little bit different. You had Liu Shaoqi, who took power away from Mao after the Great Leap Forward. 
You had different power centers there to a certain extent. Now you don't have it any longer. What does that mean for this uh, advanced economy, China now going forward? And uh, uh, can they really keep it going? That's a really great question. Um, Xi Jinping reveres Mao Zedong, and we have seen him adopt Mao-like policies. But up to now, he has not been able to actually accomplish what he has set out because of those other factions that he had to share power with. Now that he doesn't have to share power, um, we don't know exactly how far he's going to go. And this could be something. We have seen indications, for instance, um, that his draconian zero COVID policies are being applied with even more relentlessness. And this is causing problems in Chinese society where people are actually openly defying the government now because they've just had enough of these measures. Um, Whether Xi Jinping will double down or whether he'll back away is going to be a critical question. The markets think he's going to back away because we've seen $1 trillion in value added to Chinese stocks this week because of rumors, which have been officially denied, by the way, that he will um, go to something um, a little bit less draconian. Uh, Gordon Chang, you said something very interesting once on, uh, well, you say a lot of interesting things, but you said something that really stuck with me regarding the fentanyl crisis. We hear everybody talking about we need more enforcement. We need border patrol. We need to bomb the Mexican drug cartels. But it was you who talked about a way to get right to the source about how President Biden could actually get, you know, end this crisis once and for all. Can you share that with us? And of course, it has to do with diplomacy and it has to do with the Chinese Communist Party, because we all know that nobody in under the Chinese rule does anything without the blessing of President Xi Jinping. That's right. Xi Jinping has moved to a full totalitarian, full surveillance state or very close to it which means that these fentanyl gangs, which are large, well-organized, international in scope, which use the Chinese banking system to launder their profits, um, the Communist Party fully backs fentanyl. So we should not consider that the the Chinese gangs are the real culprits here. The real culprit is the Communist Party. There are a lot of things that we could do, Lydia, but one of them is because this money is going through the big Chinese banks, we could apply Section 311 of the Patriot Act and declare them to these Chinese banks to be a primary money laundering concern. And that means that no bank in New York could actually maintain correspondent banking relationships with them. And that's a very dry way of saying that these big banks could no longer conduct transactions in dollars. That means that these banks would be disconnected from the global financial system. And Xi Jinping would have to come to the United States and start begging uh, for President Biden to um, put these banks back onto the system. Now, this would also have a very beneficial effect with regard to North Korea, because these Chinese banks have also been handling North Korea's money um, and, you know, no money, no missile launches. So there's a lot of things that we can do if we had a little bit of political will and start enforcing U.S. laws, because, Lydia, if I may say one more thing. Absolutely. We did not allow Pablo Escobar to launder money through New York. So why are we allowing um, even more dangerous criminals in China to do the same thing? That's an excellent, excellent point. Excellent point. Maybe you can uh, we can get maybe Governor Patterson to get uh, Biden's number to Gordon Chang and maybe talk some sense into him or something like that. But thank you so much, Gordon Chang, for always your wisdom and insight. And we got to go to a hard break. Thank you so much. This is the Cats at Night show. Keep it right here. Dr. Mark Siegel coming up. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.